Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for creatives and entrepreneurs seeking knowledge, purpose, and community. Brought to you by creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy, every episode is recorded at our headquarters in Niceville, Florida. We're excited to share our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors, all willing to share with you their diverse wisdom and experience. So happy to have you with us today. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. And okay, so this is not the start of this series, but I just want to go on the record and saying this is the first episode that was recorded in this series. When you hear it, you're probably going to hear Gen Z first, but we're recording Gen X. So Generation X, a series on generations that we're doing here at Hello Francis. I have my team of Gen X representation here. And I'm so excited. It's not like it's a competition, but I feel like maybe that's a natural thing in our generation. Are y'all feeling that? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. So very quickly, I'm going to introduce who we got here today. So we have Sean Murphy. You guys know Sean because he has one of our most listened to podcast episodes where we just talked about photography and we said the F word more times than ever recorded on a podcast in the history of podcasts. <laughs> so there's that. We have Kelly Galloway, who is an absolute dear friend of mine. She and I have worked together. She is the driving sales force behind Purcell Farms. Are we allowed to say that, Kelly? Yeah. Depends on how many times we say the F word. <laughs> we might have to take that out later. So we'll see. We have my husband, Greg, who is also, we wanted to have a little bit of like a gender balance too. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. And you guys know Greg and Amanda Fuse Nord. I, okay. So let me just get this straight because I want to call you Amanda Fuse, but I know you have a married last name. I do. Yeah. I have for 19 years. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Amanda and I went to kindergarten together. She's my num. She's my very first best friend in life. So unfairly, have I stacked the deck with amazingly cool people? Yes. Do we feel sorry for the other generations? No. No. I no. do a little bit. Perhaps. <laughs> I know. Not at all. So really, just so stoked about this and super excited. We've got some questions here. Take my jacket off because I feel like we're about to get serious. <laughs> I feel like it's about to go down. We got some questions here. All the other generations are answering the same questions. Do we have to? I feel like we can break the rules maybe a little bit. But before we get started, I want to reference an article that I read as I was doing research on our generation, which surprisingly enough needed to happen because we are kind of like this spread of years like 1980 to 1965 or 1965 to 1980, but we are the smallest in terms of number of people. So about 65 million of us, but boomers are at like 75 million and millennials are at 83 million. And you know, Gen Z is just gonna blow us out of the water. I don't know what the hell that number is, but a very exclusive group. We don't like being told what to do. So who knows what is going to go on with this episode. So that should be fun. But yeah, so I just wanted to, you guys ready for this first question? Yeah. Yes, we're ready. Bring it on. Very general. And we can round robin it. And I feel like we can make it as long as we want, but we won't make it super long. How would you describe Generation X? Like if, okay, let me just make this a little bit more specific. One word, one word describe Generation X. Hardened. Is that a word? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know because I, you know, I think we all will agree. Well, a we're from the south, so you have to Generation X from the south is different <laughs> than Generation X from probably somewhere else, and Generation X from the south with a military dad is a whole nother level. So, mm -hmm. but I think we all share that probably similar things. Mom locked us out when we were little, told us to stay outside all day, mm -hmm. drink out of the hose if you're thirsty, getting a spanking. <laughs> you know, you just learn things real quick and you were, you were 15 minutes earlier, you were late. All those kind of things, yep. you know, help shape us. And I'm, and I'm 1968, so I'm older than y'all. And, uh, but I think that that's what I think about. Hardened. I like it. Mm. Amanda, what would you say? Badass. Badass. I think I feel that. We're badass. Yes. I, I agree with, I agree with the hardened, but I think that it's made us badass. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I can see Greg thinking, so I'll come back to you, Greg. Kelly, what are you thinking? One word. Um, well, Sean, you use this word, but I, I think quick kind of in my mind sums it up for me. I am actually six. I was born in 67. So I'm on the, the bottom end like you, Sean. Definitely. I feel like we make decisions quickly and probably because we didn't have the internet to mm. help us make those decisions. We just had to make them. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. So Yeah. Quick for me. Greg, what you think, babe? Uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of what Kelly said. We didn't have the internet, so we created it. We didn't have YouTube, so we created it. So all these things that millennials and Gen Z are using to get famous, we created for them. We created Gen Z and millennials. So I, I would say that we're innovative and creative. We're the original creators. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, so what I like about this is shots fired immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg, Greg was like, Greg is kind of, I would just tell, as a last minute add-in, and he was like, if you're not going to prep me, I'm going in no filter. And I, I think <laughs> that is definitely sums up our generation is we just kind of come in hot. I always say come in hot or come in not. And almost everyone in our generation is very much like that because you got shit to do. We are the most divorced child. We're the most, the largest group of divorced children. And when I shared the post on Facebook and I got so many people were like, Ooh, I want to do that. And we were just a little bit selective, but, and I said something about being a middle child. And I know you, Sean, were like, I don't know what it's like to be a middle child, but I think it's more like, you know, that generational, you feel like you are kind of squeezed in and there are battles, there are like fights going on between the generations all around us. And the running joke is like, we're just like over here drinking our coffee, running shit, <laughs> inventing shit, running shit. And, you know, they're fighting. And so I like shots fired right away. Yes. So exciting. <laughs> Even though it's not a competition, but it kind of feels that way. Ooh, I like this question. What are some stereotypes for your generation that people ought to know are false? Let's set the rec record straight. Mm. That we're not good with technology. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. We are. Yes. <laughs> yes. We were analog children and digital adults. Not only were we good with technology, but we weren't born with it. We are. Yeah. 
we're creating it, translating it. And then also we have some agility in terms of the way that we're learning it with some of the new stuff. So I really like that. Yeah, I'll give you a good example. Photography. I started in, in 1989 and was a professional photographer in the film days until 2005 and was in the beginnings of the internet and switching to digital. So having to learn both platforms. I feel, I feel, I feel really lucky about that. I mean, that could go on forever. Music. When we were kids <clears throat> around here in Fort Walton Beach, you know, we, I ran with like a little punk rock crowd and like it, there was no internet. So you would just see in the back of a magazine, you had to order like things, little magazines from on uh, and wait for them to come in the mail. And we'd go and steal stuff out of Salvation Army boxes to make clothes. Or if you needed a, if you wanted a concert t-shirt, you had to go to that damn concert. You had to, you know, it was just, it created this whole creative, and there was a group of, uh, of my age that came from this town that arguably are some of the most creative people out They're They're super famous in their, in their, uh, their field, musicians, uh, supermodels, painters, photographers. I mean, I have never seen that many people come out of a small town that are out in the world now doing big things as that group in, from the late 80s from Fort Walton Beach. It's nuts. Like somebody came to me the other day and said, dude, you're on Wikipedia at Fort Walton Beach for being a famous, one of the famous people from Fort Walton Beach. And they showed me this list and there was a lot of people from that on that list. And it was pretty cool. I was like, holy shit. There's artists and musicians and all the people I just said, but I found that to be pretty interesting. And, and now of course, you know, Everybody is somebody, right? Because of the internet. Everybody is somebody uh, the internet. Well, and when we were going around talking about the one word, I was really expecting your word to be rad. So, but we're like a rad generation for sure. There is a bit of a split and a break though, I think in our generation where like all like millennials too, it's very spanned out. So like, if you think there's a 14 year age difference between, you know, the oldest generation, you know, elder uh, Gen X and then, you know, younger Gen X, we, it's not like we would have even been in the same high school together, you know, I mean, but they're asking and kind of grouping us all into this one cl clearly defined group, which is interesting, but what are some other stereotypes for our generation? Anything else? I think perhaps the word formal comes to mind for me. I mean, I want things done right. I want them done correctly. I want them done quickly. But it doesn't necessarily have to be in a formal manner. I find that I'm pretty informal with my team. My door's open. I'm always available. And I, I don't need a, someone to necessarily send me a calendar invite if they want to talk about something. It's like, let's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. You could be casual and cool, Kelly. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Greg, any stereotypes you think? We don't have to, not all of us have to answer every question, but like any. I didn't know we had any stereotypes. <laughs> Craig's like, it's all true. <laughs> like the, I think the other, I think the other generations have a lot of stereotypes. Oh my gosh. I don't even want to know. I feel like the, the poor, the millennials and I work with a lot of millennials and I will tell you they're to me, the mo a very interesting generation, very creative, but boy, do they get a lot of shit. I mean, I have never, um, <laughs> Just they, walking you know, around like they rent the place. No, like, <laughs> they get a lot of shit. <laughs> um, they get a lot of shit. So I don't want to even want to know what that question. We're not going to get hung up too much because I don't think people bother us so much. But 
Okay, here, this is kind of a funny one. I like this and this could have a bunch of answers, but what is your favorite way of finding out about new products or ideas or where do you go to find out um, about new things? Instagram. Love that, Callie Kelly. Own the Instagram before the morning. Right? Love I'm loving Instagram. it. Instagram. Sean, yeah, you're not you, your head. Instagram? I think Instagram. And, you know, I find out about new things because I'll say some shit in the living room and then it pops up on my phone. Yep. Or something relating to my interests. And so I feel like daily, Rafi, my wife, is always like, what in the hell are you buying? You know, I'm just constantly like, buying random shit in bed on my phone because I'm like, oh, those pants are cool or that thing that I never knew existed is cool. And I just buy them, you know? Me so your I best feel like- friend, <laughs> <laughs> All this just shows all- up at your door. What did I order? Yeah. All of this technology that our generation has created is just feeding me and telling me the things that I want. <laughs> Your dream yeah, come true. It's your dream yeah. come true, Greg. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what do you what do you because you're you're like on top of a lot of shit. Like, how are you finding out about new stuff? Social media, whether yeah. it be, I mean, just social media in general, Instagram yeah. for sure, but Facebook also. But just whatever's out there, and I also I have an Amazon problem. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm always looking at amazon at at favorite things and new things that are coming out and yeah. researching any of that i agree with that i you know some people have a lot of like ethical problems with amazon and none of those people have really been gen xers to me because we're just like everything's bad whatever get your shit where you can get it like you know what i mean like everything yeah. <laughs> We're not okay. You know, everything's bad. I, I, you know, and we have that kind of like (laughs) resilience, that grit factor where you're just, you're not like the whole world is bad. You pick up a tomato. There is a bad story behind that. Somebody somebody died for this tomato. Somebody died for this toilet paper. People die Uh all the time. And I, you know, (laughs) I love it. It's that that mentality. We're like, oh, are you really thinking about the source? You're like, yeah, the source is bad. Just get it. Like, you know, so there's a little bit of that. I watch a lot of YouTube. Do you guys watch a lot of YouTube? I love YouTube. And Greg, Greg probably knows about my weird like YouTube stuff, but I watch weird shit on YouTube. Like, I love to watch the daily routines of Chinese people. It's so fascinating. It's like it's fascinating. A little bit. It's pretty cool. It's cool. So I love to watch YouTube. And so normally I'm like finding new things on YouTube, but I will say Instagram too. And a lot of Gen, Gen Xers that I know love Instagram. But I think it goes back to we are a very visual generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tactile. Yeah. Like the mm. touch. Touch and look and touch and yeah. Mm-hmm, 100%. Okay, so, ooh, what's, okay, I like this one. I like these all actually. They did a good job with the questions. What was one of the biggest or most memorable technology advances to come out of your generation? Greg, I know you want to say everything because we created everything, which I totally get. But like if one, one thing, Sean, what you got? A microwave. Mm. I remember the day it came out, <clears throat> my parents brought it home and they're like, it's just, it, it was, our minds were blown. 
and we all sat around in the kitchen and we're reading some kind of pamphlet and you can reheat stale toast by just putting, and we were sprinkling water droplets on like a, 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 a towel, a paper towel, and then we're, we're laying it on the, 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 the toast and giving it CPR. And then we, and then my mom brought home this hamburger tray that was kind of slanted with these thin patties and you could make these like little leather pieces these hammers and they came in stacks and so the kids and I, my brothers and I would you know we'd all have stitches on our hands from slicing you know hamburger patties with a knife and we we ate out of the microwave every meal for like a while and I remember that microwave was like that was the shit yeah and the so, microwave is yeah. so dangerous like I, I think <laughs> to me that's another thing about our generation we weren't so much worried about we well, our parents were maybe not uh, worried about safety as mm -hmm. much. nobody and, was uh, no if you think about the concept of a microwave like people use microwaves to blow shit up like i remember my dad telling us all the time don't put anything metal in the microwave like literally every time he'd pass by the microwave and be like don't put anything metal in there i mean it was dangerous Mm -hmm. You know, our generation, I think we didn't have as much be careful. I remember our first car didn't have seatbelts in it. Yeah, my car that I have now, my my <laughs> Barracuda doesn't have seatbelts or it has a lap belt like yeah, an airplane. And, and, and if you put the lap belt on and you just see where your head's going to land, <laughs> your, te your, te your teeth hit right on the top of this big metal steering wheel. And you're like, this is way worse. And, you know, not, you know, so we, my wife and I are like, let's just not fucking wear seatbelts. And then she slides all the way over so I can put my arm around her. I mean, it's just a death trap, you know? Death I trap. fell out of the truck as a kid when the door, the passenger door flew open and I didn't have a seatbelt. Yeah. My cookie monster <laughs> saved me. <laughs> yeah. Who needs seatbelts when you're riding in the back of a truck? I mean, yeah. man, <laughs> that was the best time riding in the back. I mean, yeah. remember my parents had the, the station wagon with the third row of seats that faced the other way? Face the back, yeah. They faced the back, and Amanda, sometimes Amanda would come home with me, and like if our parents like allowed it, because we bowled on Friday nights. Our parents always bowled when we were kids, and we would sit in the way, we called it the way, way back. We'd sit in the way, way back and take our seatbelts off, and we'd be going down 65 on the way home. We remember that? My dad was going like 75 yeah. miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, <laughs> and you're back there with no seatbelts. That's as fast as that station wagon would go. He was pushing it. We had stuff to do. But yeah, I, okay, so we kind of got off a little bit, but technology, I think the microwave is absolute, but technology advances came from our generation. What else? Well, I mean, on the lines of technology, think about like, watching film on video disc and beta then VHS. I mean, all that led the way for Netflix, DVDs, streaming, all of those great things that we can't live without now. Oh my gosh. So true. I mean, for me, the Walkman was the thing, right? Yeah. The Walkman was like- I had the, I had the portable CD player in my car, my first car, because it of course didn't have a CD player in the car. Mm -hmm. So I had that portable one that you put the cassette in with the wire. And <laughs> I remember when Napster first started, like just being able to download every song you ever wanted to listen to. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, mm -hmm. you weren't able to put it yeah. on an iPod yet. But to me, it's like, and this is when our generation first started going, like deploying for war too. Right. So I never had to carry a whole bunch of stuff with me in order to 
get comforts from home. I got to just download everything to one device. You know, even if, if it was like the little clicky wheel iPod thing, you know, just having everything in one place that, I mean, I still have a CD case full of CDs from high school. You do. That's like a yearbook. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go back and look at that, like, oh my God, I can't believe I had all this. And now all that stuff yeah. is sitting on the thing that's sitting in my hand that I'm talking on right now. So mm-hmm. to me, I, I think that we were able to make all the things that we had to, I mean, as a kid who moved around a lot, you lost a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've tapes that got destroyed in tape players and old radios that got broken in a move. And now everything is in one spot. So I think we, as a generation, just made technology to where we could take all of our comforts with us, no matter where we went, what we went and went to do. So to me, I I think that that's just incredible from our generation. Yeah, we did that. That Nintendo. I mean, where would we be without? (laughs) I was going to say video games, but gamification, if you think about video games outside of traditional video and our generation owned the video game, we did. We brought it to life, like, but now games are used for military tactics. They're used for corporate strategic gamification. They're utilized for so many things from like in simulators and things like that, that all came from like the original, the original video game. Pretty genius. We are badass, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. We really are. Oh, I like this one. These are some fun questions. They're all fun. We kind of talked about social media a little bit, but I feel like the other generations are really going to talk about that. So, yeah, you know, let's let them do that. I don't know. Do you remember any ads that stood out to you as a kid? Advertisements. Yeah. Cigarette ads. <laughs> right? Cigarette ads during cartoons. Yes. Early yeah. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. Cigarette ads. Um, the Marlboro Man, right? The what? The Marble Man. Marlboro Man. Yeah. yeah. The Rocky. What was that? Coors Light or the well, the Rockies? I mean, there's so many. I was talking about one. This probably has. This isn't really iconic for the whole world. But I was talking yesterday. Does anyone remember? And I'm a little older, but there's this this place in Dothan or Montgomery. And their tagline was "Open eight day and don't be late." Yes, you remember that one? It's like a it's like a, a furniture store or something. So the little girl would say it. She was like three. Open eight day and don't be late. And then I I left and like moved away for like ten years. I came back and there's like a teenager. Open eight day and don't be late. And now I think she's like forty five or fifty or something. <laughs> Ours was a furniture and appliance store too, a Smith Furniture and Appliance. They had an owl at the very beginning. Goes, woo! Yeah, goes, furniture and appliances. That's who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there used to be one, and there was one in Indiana, a furniture store. And I remember, I I know where it's located because it always says on the furniture corner, Satan, Maine, and New Albany. Oh my and gosh, I remember, remember that. that yes. Yeah. I love that. What we remember are local ads. That's interesting. That's so interesting. Do you guys remember the, it's just a bill. It's only a bill. Yeah. 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 The the cartoons on Saturday. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my gosh. I love the Smith furniture ad though. My mom said that I used to love when I was a baby that I would watch just the commercials. And when I'd hear the owl, I would like come running in the room and like sit in front of the TV and watch the owl. Such a weirdo. Okay. So fun ads. I mean, we really... Our generation was the test generation for what you shouldn't show your kids on TV, right? Like 
it really was. I think we, in a lot of ways, I think it goes, it's, you know, a lot of mistakes. If you want to call them mistakes, I don't feel like they were mistakes, but viewed now mistakes were made on our generation where it's like, Oh, don't, don't show your kids that, you know, being also being the PSA generation. So even at the end of like GI Joe cartoons, they had you, Mm. they taught you how to like tread water and (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah. how to not bully and things like that so for all the things that were we were told not to do we were i mean we were also that psa generation you know well we also were the after school special generation remember the after school special yeah 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 absolutely that was good oddly enough go ahead we we were talking today i was at doing a facebook live with Susie hunt from boat boards and Chris Blumenthal, you know, we're all from the eighties and, and we just went into a, a rant about the stuff we used. To, I can't even say it on, on this podcast, just the terminology oh, yeah. that was used that you would, if you were to say it today and it was used by everyone all the time, all day long, there was about 10 of them. And I, and, and I have a kid working for me now that's, how old, what is, what Gen Z, what is a 22 year old Gen Z? Yeah, Gen Z. You got, you got to have this kid on when you do this. He's out of his mind. And he, he gets so butthurt about every little thing that goes on. I'm like, dude, like, I don't even know what to say to you anymore because everything offends you. And it's just, it's insane. So, I mean, I could go down a, a rabbit hole with that, but we talked but, about that um, a little bit at lunch today. I went, I took some of the team to lunch and we like to eat Thai foods or some sort of Asian food on Friday. <laughs> Filipino, Filipino Friday is what we like to do. But we were there and they were like, oh yeah, cancel culture. Like Gen Z is leading cancer, cancel. Oh yeah. They're leading it. They're like, nope, canceled. Nope, canceled. I mean, and in a way there is this you know, influencers, if you put yourself out there, you almost have to be ready for a hit of some kind, right? So it's coming, but they are like, that's sport right now. Sport is cancellation. And it's our uh, fault. It is. We made them. Well, I mean, it's, it's, we were always the ones where our parents were telling us, you don't like beets? Well, too bad. That's what's for dinner. You better eat those beets or you're not getting up from the table. So we have kids and we're like, oh, you don't like beets? Don't eat them. You don't like carrots? Don't eat them. Mm-hmm. So now it's, oh, you don't like that? Mm-hmm. Don't deal with it. You don't like that? Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all our fault. I mean, we can probably trace this back generation to generation. Yeah. Because it's maybe- really nothing new, right? Every generation has their shit. Every, you know, traditionalists and boomers would talk about us like, you know, we were what we didn't listen we didn't like authority we wanted to do things mm-hmm. our own way you know they like sean was saying they kicked us out of the house and locked the door i remember that i mean i remember being told go and don't come back yeah and <laughs> what, if you did, what if you what if you did that shit today <laughs> can you imagine oh cps cps oh, knocking dear. on your door yeah. oh. Oh. no 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 i remember oh my god my mom's gonna kill me i hope she doesn't listen to this but i remember because i don't want to get like we're talking shit about our parents but i honestly it is her fault <laughs> to greg's point but like i remember my brother and i would fight and my mom would put us in the closet and be like just beat the shit out of each other she, they'd be she'd be like you know what just throw down throw down whoever wins that's who gets to stay amanda you and your sisters were like that too kind of right your mom because you just get fed oh up. yeah yeah we had some knockdown drag out yes mm-hmm. 
where she's like, fight. You yeah. know what? You want him to die, kill him. And then we'll move on without him. And it's fine. Like, because <laughs> and then you felt so sorry. I used to feel so sorry for my brother. Like I look at my little brother with asthma and I'm like, I can't kill him. Like, oh my God. <laughs> mom's just like, do it. Take him out. You hate him, kill him. Done. And like, <laughs> like, I can't imagine even saying that to my kids, you know, something like that to my yeah. kids now. Yeah, we had a lot of freedom, I felt like, not just, yeah, I got locked out of the house often. But I remember my mother would just drop me off random places. I remember, you know, there's the shrimp festival in Gulf Shores. Some of you might be familiar with that. It was a whole weekend thing. My mom would drop me off there, you know, we'd Saturday morning. She's like, okay, I'll pick you up about 1030 right here on the corner. Not 1030 AM, 1030 PM, you know, here's $20. Yeah. And it's yeah. just what we did. Yeah. And we were fun. Gosh. Yeah. I, we were, okay. So I want to say that there definitely was a time and I might be in that generation because I think our gen- generation is kind of like marked by like some w- tragedies, right? Because like Columbine, a, Columbine happened when we were like in high school and college. We were talking about that today. And there was a guy that walked in. He had like this big tr- trench coat on when I was in the restaurant. And that gave me like a little bit of like, like, you know, but I think if you're in that that time period where you were going to high school or college during that time, when Columbine happened, because what was that, 96 or whatever, you were like, oh shit, you know, like a little taken back by that. But there was also Adam Walsh was abducted. And I think that if you're Gen X, you remember the guy who does the America's Most Wanted, um, John Walsh, his son, Mm -hmm. remember was abducted. And there was a time, I think in Gen X, where you were just like dropped off at the mall and you were left at the mall. But if mm-hmm. you were one of those kids yeah. who's the same age as Adam Walsh, your ass was not left at the mall. Do you remember that, Amanda? Like we were little kids mm-hmm. when that happened. And, yeah. you know, so there is some kind of like differences, I think, even within our own generation. I mean, my mom definitely left me at the mall, but there was just like, I could, I could tell from like, you know, even if you were like five or six years older, you had a little bit more freedom than some of us that were born, you know, in the seventies, late seventies where, you know, something like that had happened. And we didn't have as much freedom as you did probably, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, we didn't just, we didn't get dropped at the mall. We just walked there. There <laughs> right. um, was about <laughs> probably three miles from our house. Uphill, both ways. Yeah, we had to cross Airport Boulevard in Mobile. Any of you been down Airport Boulevard? You know, it's pretty busy thoroughfare. <laughs> I had a, I had, my granddad in the summer bought me a John boat with a 10 horsepower motor on it. And he was a construction worker and he just needed us to be busy all day. So he would say, just be back around dinner time. There was a river that went for about 30 miles and opened up into a bay, which opened up to the Gulf. And we would just, and we didn't, if shit went wrong, which it did, you just, I don't know how we were alive still. We figured, I was like eight and my brother was six and we would just adventure through the the swamps for 10 12 hours and fish and the motor would fall off and somehow we'd fix it or we'd ask some redneck how to fix it and he would help us some child probably child molester in the woods and, you know we just but we lived you know I, I i remember one time my parents put me on a trailways bus from fort walton to tampa we talk about this still my brother and i and it stopped in, in tallahassee and before we left my parents told us if anybody comes and asks you if they can join you at the table, you tell them your dad's a cop 
and your mom about see they gave us a whole speech and we're like yeah 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 and we got to Tallahassee we get it we're at this restaurant we bought a hamburger some dude goes hey where are you guys going can I join you we're like oh this is it <laughs> this is it we're getting kidnapped and I remember going but this was some real shit and they and we threw our hamburgers away and we were looking we're asking for the bus driver and the bus driver freaked out and locked us on the bus and the dude was like yelling through the it was crazy. I was like, holy shit. We literally, we still talk about that. Remember the time we almost got kidnapped and we were like six years old. My parents just threw us on a trailways bus across the state. Like, oh my God. What's you the know? secret password if someone comes to pick you up? My mom did that. What's, <laughs> what's the magic word today? And my mom would be like, if your dad doesn't know it, he can't get you. My, like we all had to know it. Like she was just like, it would be hippopotamus or something. And Roy, my brother could make it up. And it was like, if anyone, but my mom came to get us, they had to know that word or they couldn't pick us up. Hmm. I was like, that was our security system. But you would go missing for like hours. <laughs> I, I, when we lived in Indiana, Amanda came over and spent the night. Amanda, do you remember this? And you and I were just like, we were locked in the closet on accident. Do you remember? upstairs yes. for like an hour yes. <laughs> and no one found us we were screaming bloody murder no one came to get us can you imagine we were probably what eight or nine years old losing a nine-year-old for yeah. an hour now like they didn't know where we were they just... talk, talk talk about how you used to like the dating pool like you literally had to be a stalker you, <laughs> like i remember in high school or junior high there's no there's no fun. You just had a landline. And I remember before the answering machine, like if you liked a girl from school, you had to know her habits. You need to know where she went, where in her free time, where she might be at what time you had to know when she was home to call. You do drive by and see if their mom's car was there. And then we did this thing like before call waiting where you could call the operator and go, uh, I have an emergency I need an emergency breakthrough on this number. And then they would operate a breakthrough so you could talk to your friend. I mean, it was crazy shit. Greg and I got married very young. Like you guys all know that we got married very young. So we don't have a lot of dating experience, but we had some weird shit. Like so whoever had the calling card, you know, especially when he was like traveling, you know, you can't just pick up the phone and dial long distance. If it was not in your area code in your neighborhood, you were paying big. I mean, Greg and I ran up so many phone bills. I, I don't know how our family still speaks to us. Like it was so bad. And if he had the calling card that had the money on it, I would call him collect. And then they would go, who are you? You know, who is or like, say your name or whatever. Be like, hey, Eugene, don't call me right back. And then I would like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He'll be back because he had the money on the calling card. Like crazy shit. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, I feel like we could have this conversation forever, but I, there's one last question. I think we should end it with this and then name one thing that happened during your generation that you think is just awesome. Well, first of all, the word awesome. Can we be clear? Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I use it way too much. I use it all the time. Did rad and awesome ever go out of style? I mean, that's just been, it's still like the main words, right? Not At least me. to me. I think my favorite thing from is MTV. Is that, can I say that one? I remember the day it came out in Atlanta and I was in, I was playing football at prior junior high. I was in seventh or eighth grade. And I went to Atlanta for like a party with my parents and I came and they had MTV, but we didn't yet. And I came back and I was on the football field going, 
holy shit, guys, there's this thing where there's this, stay with me, there's, there's music, it, but they act it out like a TV show. And I was trying to describe it, and everyone's in a circle like, holy shit, like, what is that? And there was like five videos, Quarter Flash and Tom Petty and a couple others. And when it, then it came, we would sit in the house. We didn't stop, leave the house. That's all we did is watch MTV forever. Yeah. It was the best thing ever. It was the best I thing. I just did a trivia night for work. And one of the questions was, what was the first video shown on yeah, MTV? The Buggles. The Buggles. Radio killed the, the video killed the radio yeah, star. Video killed the radio star. Yeah. Yeah. The Buggles. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. What else? What other amazing things? I definitely agree with MTV. I I almost could bet that the five of us know the Thriller dance. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I was gonna say uh, music. Of course, MTV was awesome, but just think about the people that we, you know, that we listen to. I mean, think about Madonna, Michael Jackson. The younger generations are still listening to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, almost mm-hmm. treat as if it's their own, and I'm like. Oh man, Madonna, she belongs to us. She does. Mm-hmm. Right? We yeah. belong to her, Kelly. And we, we belong to her. <laughs> well, look at all the things that are coming back now tight rolled pants, slap bracelets. And... Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. There is this big kind of like fight on TikTok about, you know, the side part for women. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. You can come take my side part over my cold, dead body if you'd like. This is not okay. It's never going to be okay, the middle part for me. Like, you know, and there's a fight. They're fighting about, like, side parts are out. And, you know, mom jeans are, you know, back in. It's like, well, I've been kind of wearing those. I mean, we've, there's just to Greg's point, there's so much about fashion that's coming back that I don't think a lot of us ever stopped doing. Mm-mm. You know? You just, just keep doing it until it comes back around. Eventually, your shit will be back in style again, right? That kind of yeah. mentality. I remember mm-hmm. my mom was wearing blazers over like jeans and stuff when I was a kid. Oh my God, I freaking love that. I wear that now. I've yeah. worn that my whole, almost yeah. my whole life I've worn that. I just felt like that was so cool, you know? So to that point, we get a lot from them too, other than the fact that we had to fend for ourselves and we almost died and they never put seatbelts on us. <laughs> and, and, and you can never go anywhere in the world without turning on the radio and hearing a classic rock channel. Right. Like that music is that shit. There's not, you're not going to probably go 20 years from now and go, I don't even know what's going on in the world in music. There's so much of it out there, but classic rock will always be a, there'll be an alternative music there a new wave that will always be a thing and be popular amongst everybody. I feel like. But what's bad is something that you were jamming to in high school is now on your classic rock station. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. true. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. We're vintage. Yeah. <laughs> I like being vintage, I think. I will say on the kind of in the same vein of that, some of the absolute best hip hop ever came out of our generation. Ever. Yeah. Like definitely. A hundred percent. Like, you know, we watched Greg, what was that show we watched on Netflix with Run DMC? Uh- Oh, yeah. You remember, oh my gosh, like that mm-hmm. music was just, and now, you know, it's all those, the clips are on TikTok. They don't even know like the, the rest of the songs or whatever. And you're like, that whole song is actually really good. Not just this clip. It's like the whole mm-hmm. thing, is, you know, really good. But yeah. yeah. Well, anything else anybody want to add? I think we covered it. We have immediately started with Shots Fired. 
We have now <laughs> disrespected our parents and managed to insult every other generation besides ours. We have clearly defined that we have creative and innovative pretty much every piece of modern day technology. Is there anything that we left out? No. Which generation right. do you think is going to harden the next generation because this, the no. next two are pretty soft? <laughs> oh, dude. It is. Yeah. And I work with a lot of like Gen Z and I, you know, they definitely are different from us, but I am so, I'm very sensitive to like, I don't know, I kind of want to put myself in their shoes too, because I think that our, maybe, well, we're Gen X, no one gives a shit about us, but there were just, every generation has kind of been like the footloose reenactment over and over again in different ways, right? Like, oh, you can't dance and party and, you know, but it's just like some other different kind of definition for that. And for me, especially Gen Z, like they're just so, in, they're so interesting and they're hard in a different way. Like they've actually, you know, never, they've never been alive during a time where there wasn't a war going on. For me, it's, it obviously creates a different individual. You know, they're resilient in their own way. They have like their own shit. They're creative in their own way. So, and one of the things that we're trying to really, I think accomplished with these generations is like a better understanding of each other too. And, you know, how can we work together? Cause I'm already feeling like extremely old and a little like get off my lawn. I tell Greg that all the time. Like sometimes we'll come home and there are all these kids in my neighborhood and I'm like, what are these kids doing? Like, why are they outside? Like in my way, they're in my neighborhood. But then, you know, I also want to come down from that and be like, well, how can we use them to teach us new things or, you know, how can we guide them? I don't know. Are you guys feeling that too? Like there's a little bit of a balance maybe. Absolutely. I manage a team of millennials and I learn from them every day. I, I, I love so many of the things that they bring to the table, particularly their desire to talk a lot sometimes, you know, to talk through things. And while in the moment it might be very frustrating when it's all said and done, I appreciate that willingness to want to understand and that desire to understand on a deeper level. So it's yeah. not so much of a do it this way because I told you to do it this way or do it this way because this is the way I've been doing it and I'm perfect and just do it this way. It's, it's a conversation of perhaps how can we do it differently? How can we do it better? And I, mm -hmm. I love that about that generation. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I, and I think also, you know, something to think about as a, what I feel so lucky to be the age that I am because I'm looking towards, you know, a day where I can kind of retire and all, I'm almost there. And these young kids, I see the competition out there for them. It, it was when we were younger, it was like if you if I went to photo school and learned a trade and got out and worked hard enough, I could do this job and I would more than likely be successful. And now everyone is pretty has we're all on the same playing field there's a gazillion people after the same shit and that's got to be very difficult for your psyche to know like and everyone's looking at everybody else's shit on instagram and tiktok and it can't be easy i mean my kid makes yeah. his money on tiktok in la that's what he does for a living and that shit is real and they just constant and i don't know that that and he doesn't seem super happy even though he, he might be, but I know that there's a lot of insecurity and there's a lot of what everyone else is doing and everybody's stuff looks better than theirs on, on Instagram. It's, it's, it can't be good for your brain. So 
you know, I feel a lot for them in that respect, you know, it's gotta be tough. It is. They, the, you know, comparison is a killer and they are just surrounded by it from Mm -hmm. everything to the way they look, to how much they weigh, to what they're eating, how they're traveling, uh, what they're wearing, what kind of parent they are. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, we're a very hard generation, I would say, but they're the struggle and we're a little bit of that too. I mean, if you're on Instagram, I'm on Instagram now. There is some comparison. But for me, that's turned into a fear of irrelevancy. Like, I feel like I constantly have to keep, you know, learning and growing in order to keep up with these guys. And like you're saying, Sean, at some point, I'm going to want to retire from that. So when can that happen? Because I'm feeling a little older every day. And they are, you know, they're not necessarily looking at us as competition because they have so much of it in their own uh, mm-hmm. generation so I don't do not envy that so we say mm-hmm. all that millennials and gen x to I guess say like hang in there friends <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's you know we see you and and we know that it's not necessarily easy and and p.s we're still cool because we sort of created cool maybe not my grandmother's generation actually might think say that they created cool which maybe she wouldn't be wrong I've seen some of her photos she's a badass bitch yeah <laughs> yeah. You know the the coolest generation that I think is the the the, the most like the best generation is that World War II generation. Yes. Those were some tough some bitches, and yes. I mean they they think we're pussies. So then they're they're quickly all dying off. So I know. you know, and that's like my grandmother. You know, that's that generation where it was just like they. You know, we talk about some of the things that we quote unquote lived through, but Great Depression, wars mm-hmm. without communication. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. my dad going to Desert Storm and we'd wait a month to hear back from him. And then 15, 18 years later, Greg is going to Afghanistan and we can FaceTime. So that, you know, the difference in the way that impacted our families on both ends was just like you're saying, it's it's astounding what technology does. But, you know, some respect all around, I think. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we had a lot of fun this episode and a, and a lot of joking, but obviously we love ourselves, but we, we see and respect all y'all too. So it's been fun. Thank you guys so much for jumping in here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Pleasure. Awesome. Fun. This is so fun. Okay. So if you have questions, you might have questions for these lovely folks, Sean, Kelly, Greg, or Amanda, you can email us hello at francisroy.com. You can also, we're going to have this all over social. So uh, definitely comment or share or ask questions and we'll all chime in. It'll be super fun. Who comes after us? I think millennials are coming after us. So that'll be next Monday and we wish them luck. We know question number two is going to be a doozy. So we hope we get to the other questions. And again, thank y'all. And yeah, that's it. We'll hear from you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.